Hazrat Khalifatul Masih the Faith, may Allah be his helper, stated, The accounts from the life of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, may Allah be pleased with him, were being mentioned. Among the narrations in this regard, it is mentioned that he was an expert in genealogy and also had an interest in poetry. It is recorded that Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, may Allah be pleased with him, was the most knowledgeable with regards to the ancestry of the people of Arabia. Jubair bin Mut'im, who was an expert in this field of genealogy, stated, I acquired the knowledge of lineages from Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, particularly the lineage of the Quraysh. As Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, had the most knowledge about the ancestry and he was aware of their good and bad traits. However, he would not mention their flaws. For this very reason, he was more widely accepted among the Quraysh in comparison to Hazrat Aqil bin Abi Talib, may Allah be pleased with him. Following Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, it was Hazrat Aqil, may Allah be pleased with him, who was most knowledgeable about the ancestry and genealogy of the Quraysh, as well as their good and bad traits. However, Hazrat Aqil, may Allah be pleased with him, was disliked by the Quraysh, as he would mention their flaws as well. Hazrat Aqil, may Allah be pleased with him, would go to Masjid al-Nabawi, that is the mosque of the Prophet, and sit with Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, in order to learn about the ancestry and history of the Arabs. According to the people of Makkah, Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, was among their best individuals. Whenever they faced a difficulty, they would seek his assistance. It has been mentioned that Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, was most knowledgeable about the genealogy of the Arabs, particularly of the Quraysh. As such, when the poets of the Quraysh mocked the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, 
through poetic couplets. Hassan bin Thabit, may Allah be pleased with him, was entrusted with the responsibility of replying to their mockery in similar poetic terms. When Hazrat Hassan, may Allah be pleased with him, went before the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, he said to Hazrat Hassan, may Allah be pleased with him, How will you mock the Quraysh when I myself am from among the Quraysh? Upon this Hazrat Hassan, may Allah be pleased with him, replied, O Messenger of Allah, I will remove you from the Quraysh in the likeness of removing a hair from dough or butter. Following this, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said to him, Go to Hazrat Abu Bakr and ask him about the ancestry of the Quraysh. Hazrat Hassan, may Allah be pleased with him, said, Thereafter I would go to Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, before writing any couplets, and he would guide me in relation to their men and women. As such, when the verses of Hazrat Hassan, may Allah be pleased with him, reached Mecca, the people of Mecca would say that these verses have been composed with the guidance and advice of Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. Similar to his expertise in genealogy, Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, was also a great scholar of the history of the wars that were fought among the Arabs. In addition to this, although he was not formally a poet, he was very interested in poetry. Those historians who have penned the biography of Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, have discussed whether he composed poetry or not. Some historians have rejected the fact that he composed poetry whereas others have even mentioned some of his couplets. Similarly, a manuscript consisting of 25 poems with the poetic couplets of Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, has been obtained from a library in Turkey, or it is present there, and it is said that these are poems of Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. Someone has even written that I have received revelation confirming these couplets to have been composed by Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. Tabaqat ibn Sa'ad and Sirat ibn Hisham have also mentioned that Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, recited poetic couplets. The following verses are attributed to Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, which he composed after the demise and burial of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. The translation is as follows. O I... Continue to shed tears upon the demise of the master of this world and the hereafter. And may your tears never cease. O I, shed tears for the most excellent man from among the Quraysh, who was placed in the grave this evening. May the salutations of the King of all kings, the Guardian of men, and the Lord of the supplicants, be bestowed upon the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. What meaning does life have now upon the departing of the Beloved? What is there to adorn now upon the departure of the one who adorned this entire world? I wish that just like I enjoyed your companionship in this world, that my demise had also occurred in your companionship. This was the translation of those couplets. It is said that Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, possessed deep wisdom and insight. Hazrat Abu Sa'id Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him, relates, The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, stated, Allah the Almighty gave the choice to one of his servants of either choosing this world or that which was with Allah. The servant chose that which was with Allah. 
Upon this, Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, began to cry. And I said to myself, Why is this elderly man crying? A servant was given the choice of either choosing this world or that which is with Allah, and he chose that which is with Allah the Almighty. Indeed, this servant was the messenger of Allah, and Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, possessed the most knowledge among us. He further states in the narration, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, stated, O Abu Bakr, do not cry. Indeed, out of everyone, it is Abu Bakr who extended the most kindness to me in terms of his companionship and wealth. If I were to make a khalil, i.e. a close companion, from among my ummah, it would be Abu Bakr. However, the brotherhood and love for one another in Islam is sufficient. Close all the doors in this mosque, except for the door of Abu Bakr. I have presented this reference again in relation to Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him's wisdom and insight. The promised Messiah, peace be upon him, has explained what is meant by the door, and I will mention that further on. Whilst narrating this incident, Hazrat Muslim, may Allah be pleased with him, states, On one occasion, during the final days of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him's life, he stood up to deliver a speech whilst addressing the companions. He stated, O people, there is a servant of God, whom God addressed and said, O my servant, I give you the option to either remain in this world or come to me. Upon this, the servant of God preferred to be in the nearness of God. When the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, mentioned this, Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, began to cry. Hazrat Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, says, I was extremely angered upon seeing him cry because the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was relating an account of an individual who was given the option to either remain in this world or go to God Almighty. And the individual preferred to be in the nearness of God Almighty. Yet this old man was crying over this. Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, cried so profusely that he began to have hiccups which would not stop. Eventually, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, stated, I have so much love for Abu Bakr that if I were allowed to make a Khalil, that is a close companion, other than Allah the Almighty, then it would have been Abu Bakr. Hazrat Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, says, When the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, passed away after a few days, it was then that we understood that Abu Bakr's crying was indeed justified and for us to get angry over this was a sign of our foolishness. In relation to the insight into the Holy Qur'an, which was granted to Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, the Promised Messiah, peace be upon him, states, When the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, read out this verse, اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممتوا عليكم نعمتي Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, began to weep. Such was his insight into the Holy Qur'an. Someone asked, why does this old man weep? Hazrat Abu Bakr, may I be pleased with him, said, I can sense from this verse that the demise of the Prophet of God, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is imminent. The Prophets of God are like officials. When a surveyor of land boundaries finishes their work at a certain place, they move on. In the same way, when the Prophets complete the task for which they are sent into the world, they take their leave. Therefore, when the announcement Al-Yawma Akmaltu Lakum Deenakum 
was heard. As Abu Bakr Siddiq, may Allah be pleased with him, understood that this is the final call. This evidently demonstrates that the insight of Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, was immensely deep. It is also narrated in a hadith, Close all the gates that lead to the mosque, but the window of Abu Bakr shall remain open. What is meant by the door here has been explained here as well as to what is meant by closing all the doors. The hidden message in this is that since the mosque is where divine secrets are manifested, the entrance that opens towards Abu Bakr Siddiq, may Allah be pleased with him, will not be closed. The divine secrets and deep intricacies will continue to be revealed to Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophets make use of metaphors and symbols. An individual who, like a dull Muslim cleric, says that everything must be literal, is gravely mistaken. For example, Abraham on whom be peace, telling his son to change the threshold of his gate, or the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, seeing gold bangles, etc., are all things that were not taken literally. They were metaphors and allegories and encompassed a deeper reality. The Promised Messiah, peace be upon him, further states, in short, the point is that from all the companions, Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, was blessed with the deepest understanding of the Qur'an, which is why he was able to derive this point from it. Prophet Messiah further states, Now when Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, derived this argument from the verse mentioned earlier, it is my belief that even if his interpretation was apparently at odds with what we observe, righteousness and honesty would demand that we agree with Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. But in this case, there is not a single word in the Holy Qur'an that opposes the interpretation of Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. The Promised Messiah, peace be upon him, further states, Now the Muslim clergy ought to be asked, was Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, a wise man or not? Is this Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, not the same person who was given the title Siddiq, i.e. truthful? Is this not the same person who became the first caliph of the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him? Is he not the same man who rendered the magnificent service to Islam of stopping in its tracks the dangerous epidemic of apostasy? Alright, put everything else to one side. Just tell me this. What need was there for Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, to take a stand at the pulpit in the first place? Then do tell me, keeping righteous in consideration, when Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, recited the verse, وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدَ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُولٌ And Muhammad is only a messenger. Verily, all messengers have passed away before him. Did he do so to present a perfectly sound argument? Or would he present such a flawed argument that even a child could say that anyone who believes that Jesus peace be upon him, was among the dead, turns into a disbeliever? In other words, by reciting this complete verse, his intention was to present a very clear and strong argument, as opposed to presenting a weak and incomplete argument. Then, on another occasion, whilst expounding on the same aspect, the Promised Messiah, peace be upon him, states, There are two aspects of the verse, اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم Whereas this day I have perfected your religion for you. The first is that he purified you, and the second is that he completed the book. It is said that when this verse was revealed, 
Abu Bakr may Allah be pleased with him began to cry. Someone asked, O oh, elder, why are you crying? He replied, I perceive the scent of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him's demise from this verse. For it has been decreed that once the mission is complete, its very completion points towards the time of demise. Just as there are worldly projects and once they are complete, the executive bodies depart. When the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, learnt of this incident, regarding Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, he said that Abu Bakr was the most intelligent and that were he to have any friend in this world, it would be Abu Bakr. He also said that Abu Bakr's window would remain open in the mosque while all others should be closed. If someone wonders as to the connection in this, i.e. between considering him to be his friend and keeping his window open, the Promise of peace be upon him states about the connection, remember that the mosque is the house of God and the fountainhead of all verities and knowledge. Hence, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that this window should be kept open for him, just as his inner window remains open. It is not to say that other companions were left deprived. There were also those among them who possessed great insight. However, the greatest among them was Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. In fact, Hazrat Abu Bakr's superiority was in his personal insight, which manifested at the outset and at the end. In essence, Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, was the embodiment of the ultimate culmination of those who possess insight. Then the Prophet Messiah, peace be upon him, states, Hazrat Abu Bakr, Siddiq, may Allah be pleased with him was among the experienced and insightful. He saw difficult times and endured the hardships and participated in many battles and witnessed their military operations. He traversed many deserts and mountainous terrains. There were countless instances where he faced death, yet he proceeded forth without hesitation and there were many crooked paths which he rectified and he was at the forefront in many battles. There were many disorders which he completely eradicated. There were many riding animals which he enfeebled on journeys, meaning he travelled so much that the riding animals would become fatigued. And he crossed many stages which led him to become experienced and insightful. He remained patient in the face of difficulties and was devoted to worship. Hence, Allah the Almighty chose him to be the close companion of the recipient of his signs, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, and lauded him on account of his truthfulness and steadfastness. This was to indicate that he was at the forefront among the beloved of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He was born with the spirit of independence imbibed within him, and loyalty was part of his nature. It was for this reason that he was selected for a dangerous and most important task and at a time of fear. Allah is all-knowing and wise and places all things at their appropriate place and time and makes water flow from the appropriate springs. And so he turned lovingly to Ibn Abi Kuhafa and bestowed special favours upon him and made him an incomparable individual. Allah the Almighty states that he is the most truthful in speech, meaning that whatever Allah the Almighty has stated is the most true. He says, إِلَّا تَنْسُرُوهُ فَقَدْ نَسَرَهُ اللَّهُ إِذْ أَخْرَجَهُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا ثَانِيَ اثْنَيْنِ إِذْ هُمَا فِي الْغَارِ إِذْ يَكُولُ لِصَاحِبِهِ لَا تَحْزَنْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعْنَا فَأَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ سَكِينَتَهُ عَلَيْهِ 
وأيده بجنود لم تروها وجعل كلمة الذين كفروا السفلى وكلمة الله هي العليا والله عزيز حكيم If you help him not, then know that Allah helped him even when the disbelievers drove him forth, while he was one of the two, when they were both in the cave. When he said to his companion, Grieve not, for Allah is with us. Then Allah sent down his peace on him and strengthened him with hosts which you did not see, and humbled the word of those who disbelieved. And it is the word of Allah alone which is supreme, and Allah is mighty, wise. Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, was also very proficient in the discipline of interpreting dreams. It is recorded that Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, may Allah be pleased with him, had a special gift when it came to interpreting dreams and he exceeded everyone else in this regard. In fact, he would even interpret dreams during the time of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Imam Muhammad bin Sirin says that after the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, may Allah be pleased with him, was the greatest interpreter of dreams. Some interpretations which Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, may Allah be pleased with him, did of dreams have been recorded. Hazrat Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, narrates that while returning from Uhud, a person went to the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, I have seen a dream in which there was a cloud that was dripping with butter and honey. I saw people taking it in their hands. Some would take a lot while others would only take a little. I also saw a rope which extended into the heavens, and I saw you take hold of it and use it to ascend. Thereafter, another person took hold of it and used it to ascend. After him, there was another person who took hold of it and ascended. Then there was another person who took hold of the rope, but it broke. It was then mended for him, and he used it to ascend. As Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, said to the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, O Messenger of Allah, allow me to interpret this with your permission. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, told him to interpret it. And so has Abu Bakr Siddiq, may Allah be pleased with him, said, the cloud which brought shade represents Islam and the honey and butter dripping from it represents the Qur'an. Its sweetness and splendor and people taking the honey and butter represents people attaining the Qur'an. 
In other words, those attaining knowledge of the Qur'an, either a lot or only a little. The rope that extended into the heavens represents the truth upon which you are established. You took hold of it and you were elevated by using it. Then there will be someone to come after you who will hold it and be elevated as a result. Then there will be another person who will also be elevated by it. Then there will be another person, but the rope will be cut. Then it will be repaired for him and will use it to be elevated. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, You are correct about certain aspects and incorrect about others. As Abu Bakr, may be pleased with him, said, O Messenger of Allah, I swear, please do tell me, what is it that I am correct about and what am I incorrect about? The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, O Abu Bakr, do not swear. In other words, he did not wish to express the correct interpretation of the dream at that time in absolute clear terms. Hence he said, do not swear. Whatever you have interpreted is enough. It is narrated by Ibn Shihab that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, saw a dream. Whilst narrating this dream to Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, he said, I saw in a dream that both of us were standing on an elevation and I was two and a half steps ahead of you. He replied, This is good, O Messenger of Allah. May Allah keep you alive until you see with your own eyes that which makes you happy and cools your eyes. He repeated this to him three times. On the third time he said, O Abu Bakr, I saw us in a dream in which we were both standing at an elevation and I was two and a half steps ahead of you. He replied, O Messenger of Allah, Allah the Almighty will call you unto himself towards his mercy and forgiveness and I will remain alive after you for two and a half years. This was Hazrat Abu Bakr's interpretation and this is exactly what occurred. The blessed wife of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, Hazrat Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, narrates, I saw three moons descending into my room. I mentioned this dream before my father, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, may Allah be pleased with him. When the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, passed away and his burial took place in Hazrat Aisha's room, Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, said to her, he is one among your moons and he is the best of them. Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Abi Layla, may Allah be pleased with him, narrates, The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, once said, 
I saw that a flock of black sheep is following me, followed by a flock of grey sheep. Upon hearing this, Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, said, O Messenger of Allah, these Arabs will follow you, and then non-Arabs will follow them. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, then said, The angels have also given the same interpretation. This completes the mention of dreams. Now I will mention who was the first amongst the men to become Muslim. In this regard, it is widely accepted that it was Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. Hazrat Ammar bin Yasir, may Allah be pleased with him, narrates, I witnessed the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, at such an early period when he was accompanied only by five slaves, two women, and Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmed Sahib, may Allah be pleased with him, has written a detailed note about this in his book, The Life and Character of the Seal of the Prophets. He has deliberated upon who was the first person to believe in the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Thus he writes, When the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, began the propagation of his mission, the first to believe was Hazrat Khadija, may Allah be pleased with her, who did not hesitate even for a moment. There is a discord among historians in reference to who the first convert among the men was after Hazrat Khadija, may Allah be pleased with her. Some name Hazrat Abu Bakr, Abdullah bin Abi Kuhafa, may Allah be pleased with him, while others say Hazrat Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, whose age at that time was only 10 years. Others assert that the freed slave of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, Hazrat Zayd bin Haritha, may Allah be pleased with him, was the first one to embrace Islam. However, to us this argument is useless. Hazrat Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, and Hazrat Zayd bin Haritha, may Allah be pleased with him, were among the housefolk of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and lived with him as his own children. They were to follow whatever was said by the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. As a matter of fact, no verbal declaration was necessary. Thus, their names need not be included. Among the rest, Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, is unanimously accepted as the first and foremost in his acceptance of Islam. Due to his nobility and abilities, Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, was greatly honoured and respected by the Quraysh, and in Islam he acquired a status which no other companion has attained. Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, did not even for a moment doubt the claim of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, rather accepted him instantaneously. Then he devoted his entire interest and his entire life and wealth in service of the religion brought by the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Among his companions, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, held Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, most dear to himself. After the demise of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, he became his first caliph. During the time of his caliphate, he furnished evidence of his unparalleled ability. With regards to Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, a renowned European Orientalist named Springer writes, The faith of Abu Bakr is, in my opinion, the greatest guarantee of the sincerity of Muhammad in the beginning of his career. Even though Muhammad himself may have been misled, he would not deceive anyone. In fact, he believed himself to be the Prophet of God 
with full sincerity of heart. Sir William Muir is also at complete concurrence with his view. After Hazrat Khadija, may Allah be pleased with her, Hazrat Abu Bakr, Hazrat Ali and Zayd bin Haritha, five more individuals accepted Islam by the preaching of Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. All of these individuals acquired such eminence and dignity that they are considered the greatest of companions. These are their names. Hazrat Uthman bin Affan, Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf, Hazrat Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas, Hazrat Zubair bin Al-Awwam, and Hazrat Alha bin Ubaidillah. May Allah be pleased with them all. All of these five companions are amongst the Ashara Mubashara. In other words, they are included amongst those ten companions who were especially given glad tidings of entrance into paradise from the blessed tongue of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him himself, and who were regarded his closest companions and advisors. Once, whilst encouraging the community to make financial sacrifices, Hazrat Muslim Ma'ud, may Allah be clear with him, made a connection to the aforementioned incident and stated, A believer does not hesitate upon such calls to action, in other words, calls to contribute wealth or make sacrifices. Rather, they rejoice and take pride in that they were the first to be called. They do not show fear, but are delighted and express gratitude to God Almighty. They make sacrifices to the utmost for His sake and attain a rank that is preeminent. Can anyone say that has Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, ever thought to himself why he was the first to have the opportunity to offer such services or sacrifices that he did? Would he have thought about it or have desired to have that opportunity? He very happily put himself in danger and endured sufferings for God's sake. For this reason, he attained a station that even Hazrat Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, could not. The first to embrace faith is the first to have the opportunity to make sacrifices. Though there were dangers even when Hazrat Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, embraced Islam. They were subjected to torment, prevented from offering prayers, and the companions were exiled from the homeland. The first migration to Abyssinia was taking place. The time of prosperity came much after they had embraced Islam. However so, Hazrat Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, could not amount to the station achieved by Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, for embracing Islam and making sacrifices since the very beginning. Owing to this, when once Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, and Hazrat Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, fell into a disagreement, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, At a time when you all rejected Islam, Abu Bakr accepted Islam. At a time when you all opposed Islam, he supported Islam. Why do you trouble that same person now? The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, himself expressed the merit of his acceptance of Islam and sacrifices which he demonstrated from the outset despite the fact that even Hazrat Umar also endured pain and made sacrifices. Regardless, Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, was superior for taking the lead. Can anyone claim that Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, ever desired to embrace Islam at the time of the conquest of Mecca? Even if Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, was offered the power to govern the entire world in exchange for that, he would consider it an extremely unworthy bargain and refuse to accept it. In fact, he would not even feel the need to spend even an ounce 
of his effort to reject the governance of the world that would have been offered to him in exchange of this. Hence, this is the reward of sacrifice, and this is how Allah the Almighty remunerates a person according to their rank. In respect to the freeing of slaves, it is recorded that Hazrat Umar used to say, Abu Bakrin Sayyiduna wa'ataka Sayyidana, yani Bilala, that Abu Bakr is our leader and he freed our leader. In other words, he was referring to Hazrat Bilal, may Allah be pleased with him. In the early days of Islam, Hazrat Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, freed seven slaves with his personal wealth who were being tormented on account of their belief in Allah. Those slaves are named Hazrat Bilal, may Allah be pleased with him, Amir bin Fuhaira, may Allah be pleased with him, Zinira, may Allah be pleased with her, Nahdiya, may Allah be pleased with her, her daughter Bani Mu'ammal, a handmaid, and Umm Umais. Even the opponents acknowledge his virtuous character and excellent morals. In this regard, has a Muslim may Allah be pleased with him, states, A man such as Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, to whom all of Makkah was ever grateful, would spend all of what he earned on the freeing of slaves. Once he was departing from Makkah, when a chief met him en route and asked, Where are you heading, O Abu Bakr? He replied, There is no longer any security for me in this city, so I am going elsewhere. The chief then said, If a pious individual such as yourself leaves the city, then it will certainly fall into ruin. I shall grant you protection, so do not leave the city. Hence, he returned under the protection of this chief. When he would wake up in the morning and recite the Holy Qur'an, the women and children would listen through the walls to hear the Qur'an recitation. For there was a great fervor and emotion in his voice. And seeing as the Holy Qur'an is in Arabic, all the women and children could understand. And consequently, all the listeners would be moved by it. When word of this spread, a commotion was made in Makkah, that everyone would abandon their faith in this way. In the end, the people went to this chief and asked why he had granted him this protection. The chief then went to Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, asking that he recite not the Holy Quran, as the Makkans are angered by this. Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, replied, Then rescind your protection of me, as I cannot refrain from doing so. The chief then withdrew his protection of him. How wonderful a proof of his righteousness and piety it is that these people were staunch enemies of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and would revile him. Yet they recognized the virtue of Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, to the extent that this chief told him that if he leaves the city, then it will fall into ruin. It is stated in relation to the leading of prayers that in the absence of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, was among the select few honored with leading the prayers in Masjid Nabawi. Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, also had the special honor under the instructions of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, during his final days of leading the prayers. With regards to this, there are numerous narrations. Hazrat Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, relates that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, It does not behoove anyone aside from Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, to lead the prayers when he is among them. Aswad relates, we were in the presence of Hazrat Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, and whilst we discussed the punctuality in prayer, 
and its greatness. She said, When the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was suffering from the illness which led to his demise, on one occasion it was the time for prayer, and the call to prayer was made. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, instructed, Tell Abu Bakr to lead the people in prayer. He was told that Abu Bakr, may I be pleased with him, is soft-hearted, and when he stands in your place, he will not be able to lead the people in prayer. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, gave the instruction once again. And he was told again that he is soft-hearted. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, instructed a third time and said, Verily you are like the women in the time of Joseph, i.e. you are saying similar things. Tell Abu Bakr to lead the people in prayer. As Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, then went forth to lead the prayers. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, felt the slight improvement in his health, so he went forth with two people, supporting him either side. As Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, says, I remember this as though I am seeing it today, that due to his illness, his feet were leaving a line in the ground, i.e. he couldn't walk properly or lift his feet so they were dragging on the ground. When Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, saw him coming in this manner, he desired to move back, but the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, indicated to him to remain in his place. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was then brought forward to sit beside Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. Amash was asked if the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was leading the prayer, whilst Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, was following. And if the people were in congregation, whilst following the prayer of Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. He replied in the affirmative whilst indicating with his head. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was sitting to the left of Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, and Hazrat Abu Bakr was offering the prayer while standing. The narrator of this, Hazrat Anas bin Malik Ansari, may Allah be pleased with him, says, He told me that he, i.e. Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, followed the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, served him and remained in his presence. He then said that Hazrat Abu Bakr lead the people in prayer. During the final illness of which the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, eventually passed away, it was a Monday and people were standing in rows for prayer. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, drew back the curtains from his room and he was looking towards us as he stood. And his blessed countenance was as though it were a page of the Holy Quran. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, then smiled out of happiness and we thought to ourselves that we have happily fallen into a trial due to seeing the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, then wanted to move back to join the rose as he thought that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, had come to lead the prayer. However, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, indicated to him to complete the prayer and then he left the curtain to cover once more and he passed away that very day. In another narration it is mentioned that Hazrat Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, once led the prayers in those days. The details of this are as follows. Hazrat Abdullah bin Zama states, When the illness of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, intensified, I was among a group of the Muslims which were serving him. Hazrat Bilal, may Allah be pleased with him, came to call the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, for prayer. He said to tell somebody to lead the prayers. Hazrat Abdullah bin Zama went outside and saw that Hazrat Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, was among the people. But Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, was not present. Hazrat Zama said, O Umar, stand up and lead everyone in prayer. 
he stepped forward and said Allahu Akbar to indicate the start of the prayer. When the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, heard his voice, Hazrat Umar's voice was loud. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, Where is Abu Bakr? Allah rejects this and so do the Muslims. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, sent for Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. When he came, despite the fact that Hazrat Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, had led the prayers, Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, led the prayers again. This is one narration. In a different narration, it is mentioned that when the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, heard the voice of Hazrat Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, he came outside and raised his head above his dwelling to see. Then he said, No, 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 Ibn Abi Kuhafa, thy Abu Bakr should lead the prayers. He said this expressing displeasure. There are further details of this found in Musnad Ahmad. When Hazrat Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, found out about this, he said to Hazrat Abdullah bin Zama'a, the one who had asked Hazrat Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, to lead the prayers, I thought that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, had ordered you that I should lead the prayers, otherwise I would never have led the prayers. In reply, Hazrat Abdullah bin Zama'a said, No, when I saw that Abu Bakr was not present, I thought to myself that after him you are most worthy to lead the prayers. This is why I asked you to lead the prayers. I was not told specifically about you. This narration is from Musa Ahmad bin Hanbal. With regards to his kindness towards his children, an author writes, Has Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, loved his children dearly, and on many occasions he would show his affection through his words and his actions. His eldest son, Hazrat Abdul Rahman used to live in a separate house. However, Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, had taken it upon himself to arrange for his expenditure. His eldest daughter, Hazrat Asma, may Allah be pleased with her, was married to Hazrat Zubair bin al may Allah be pleased with him. In the beginning, they faced straitened circumstances and did not even have the capacity to have a worker to help around the house. For this reason, Hazrat Asma, may Allah be pleased with her, had to work very hard. She would prepare dough, make the food and gather water and draw up water from the well and would gather date stones from quite some distance and bring them placed upon her head. She would also feed the horses, etc. When Hazrat Waka Siddiq, may Allah be pleased with him, found out about her situation, he sent over a worker who would tend to the horses and put out their feed. Hazrat Asma, may Allah be pleased with her, would say, by sending the worker, my father has set me free. Hazrat Abdullah bin Abi Bakr loved his wife Atika dearly. It is written that owing to this, he had stopped going for jihad. As Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, could not bear this and said to Abdullah, You have stopped going to jihad because of your wife. You must divorce her. Although he obeyed this command, owing to the separation from Atika, he composed some sorrowful and moving couplets. When Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, heard these, his heart melted and he gave permission for Abdullah to reunite with her. Hazrat Bara stated, I entered the home of Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, along with him, and saw that Hazrat Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, was laying down and was unwell with the fever. I saw that Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, kissed Hazrat Aisha on the cheek and inquired about her health, saying, My dear daughter, how are you feeling now? The remaining accounts will be mentioned in the future.